the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Check out monorail.com, America's affordable investment app made for conservatives who want to keep their hard-earned money with companies that share their value. Download the Monorail app today. Join Monorail. Dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where those streets are you know, I started singing this and asked Sean who did a better job, and he said the Drifters, which proves a point that I make on the male-female hour and discussing male-female differences. Men insult each other if they like each other. Women do not. <laughs> No matter how close two women are, when they both go to some formal event, beautifully dressed, neither will say, God, do you look ugly tonight. But men will. This is meant completely honestly. No agenda, just curiosity. If a woman says she is now a man, will she start insulting, or she, he, they start insulting men? In other words, what characteristics of the other sex do you really take on? Talking about that, incidentally, I'm Dennis Prager, and I welcome you, my friends, the hijacking of pediatric medicine. Yep. By Aaron Sibarium. The American Academy of Pediatrics claims to support the health of all children. Many doctors are appalled by its prescription. This this is an astonishing piece. It will it will shock even those of you who expect every formal institution in the country, every mainstream institution, to do bad things. I mean, truly bad things, conquered by truly bad people because they went through the American educational system. Thousands of pediatricians convened in Anaheim, California in early October. For the American Academy of Pediatrics annual conference, the group, which boasts 67,000 members in the U.S. around the world, describes itself as dedicated, quote, dedicated to the health of all children, unquote. So some audience members were shocked when Dr. Marissa Ladinsky an associate professor of pediatrics at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, 
it's important that you realize that bad people have taken over universities just about everywhere. Birmingham, Alabama may well be a conservative city, but if it has a university, it is an island of sickness, of moral sickness and psychological sickness. She lauded a transgender teenager for committing suicide. I'm letting that sink in, my friends. In an address about, quote, standing up for gender-affirming care, Ladinsky eulogized Leela Alcorn, an Ohio 17-year-old who, in Ladinsky's words, quote, stepped bodily in front of a tractor-trailer ending her life. So she was clearly a biological male who believed that he was a female. In 2014, after leaving a suicide note that, quote, went viral literally around the world. Ladinsky's remarks were captured on video by a horrified onlooker, Oregon pediatrician Dr. Julia Mason, who expressed outrage on Twitter that Ladinsky was, quote, glorifying suicide, an act she described as unprofessional and dangerous. Hmm, what an understatement. Unprofessional and dangerous. How is sick and evil? This isn't just Mason's opinion. Technically speaking, it is also the official stance of the AAP. American Association of Pediatrics, whose website for parents, healthychildren.org, explicitly warns that, quote, glorifying suicide can have a contagious effect, unquote, and inspire others to take their own lives. Reached for comment, Ladinsky expressed regret about her choice of words and said it was never my intent to glorify self-harm. Hmm. But how did this esteemed doctor wind up telling a group of physicians that a teen had, as she put it, boldly ended her life, unquote? In any large organization, some members are bound to hold fringe views, but Ladinsky, who has devoted her career in part to facilitating the gender transition of teenagers, including by challenging state laws that restrict the kinds of treatment physicians can provide to them, is hardly an outlier at the AAP, American Association of Pediatrics. And the AAP is an organization that matters a great deal. Founded in 1930 as an offshoot of the American Medical Association, the AAP is first and foremost a standard-setting body. It outlines best practices for the nation's pediatricians, advises policymakers on public health issues, and for many parents is the premier authority on raising healthy kids. In recent years, it has also become a participant in America's culture wars. Judges have deferred to the group's expertise in high-stakes court cases about children with gender dysphoria, who the AAP says can start socially transitioning are you ready at, quote, any, unquote, age? 
During the height of COVID, schools masked toddlers, including toddlers with speech delays, based on the guidance of the AAP. It's not surprising, is it? I have on occasion remarked that it is remarkable, worthy of being remarked about, that almost all positions are held once you know one position. (laughs) Why is it, this is a question, this is not a rhetorical question, why is it that if you know that doctors, let's say, are gung-ho for transitioning, for abetting the transition from one sex or gender, as they say, to another, that they will also be adamant about masking toddlers. And why is it that you would assume, almost always correctly, that doctors opposed to facilitating permanent changes in a teenager who thinks that he or she is the opposite sex, will also oppose masks on a toddler. I don't have a complete answer. They, you would think one, on the surface certainly, one has nothing to do with the other. And why, why could I assume probably 10 other positions and I would be right in eight of them, maybe all 10? I, I'm quiet because I'm thinking, is there an answer that I can verbalize to you? And I can't, which bothers me a great deal. I love explaining things. But at least I'm setting out the question clearly. Why does the doctor who wants early masking and is adamant about it, almost always the same doctor who is for a betting transition to the other sex among young people? Is it that if you don't think clearly in A, you're likely to not think clearly in B? I don't know. But this is interesting. During the height of COVID, schools masked toddlers, including toddlers with speech delays. In other words, this would hurt them, as it did, based on the guidance of the AAP, American Association of Pediatrics. Sports leagues and after-school programs mandated the COVID vaccine after the AAP strongly recommended it. So do you understand that the, the uh, AAP hurts children? History repeats itself, and we're seeing that play out with inflation. When Jimmy Carter took office in the late 70s, gold sold for $140 an ounce. By 1980, the price of gold topped out at $870 an ounce. If today's market performs like it did when Carter was in office, the price of gold could skyrocket from $1,800 an ounce to $9,300 an ounce. 
This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. Don't miss out on a great opportunity to purchase precious metals while the prices are still stable. If history repeats itself, we'll see a run on gold, silver, and platinum that will certainly drive up prices. Be smart and buy now, as I am. At AmFed, you're dealing with specialists who provide you with personalized attention, honest information, and sound advice. You'll never be pressured into buying outrageously priced so-called collectible coins or anything that you don't need. Take advantage of today's prices. AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. Should it treat me nice? The price of items is, is really getting outrageous. I, my heart breaks for people on fixed incomes. And you can thank environmentalists. I know they lie and tell you the whole thing is Putin's invasion contributed, but the, the overwhelmingly there are two reasons, both caused entirely by the left. Environmentalists and their sick prescriptions for global warming, raising the prices of energy, certainly in our country, but everywhere. They don't even prescribe nuclear power. It shows the fanaticism. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we're going to fly airplanes and and run massive operations of technology with wind power. Yeah, that's right. And men give birth. They're uh, equally true. It's hard not to be uh, angry at people destroying this wonderful country. And it's a less wonderful country because of the damage that they're doing. This is an incredible piece about the American Association of Pediatrics. Do you realize that that the that Children's Doctors Association in the United States of America is harming children? I mean, seriously harming children. I've been reading to you from this piece, and we'll put it up at DennisPrager.com. Yep. It talks about how they were for closing schools, for putting masks on two-year-olds, and how woke they are on the mutilation of teenagers. Not surprising that it was a woman doctor who gave this. I wrote a piece. I documented it. Women are disproportionately doing damage in this society. Makes so much sense. They go to college more than men do. But there are a whole host of reasons. The rejoinder of the left is that that it's a misogynist statement. (laughs) Right. But if you say all whites are racist, that's not a racist statement. The the deterioration (laughs) is, is dramatic. I have a video here of a professor, a professor at Rutgers University saying all whites are racist. Blacks came to North America before whites did. That's a new one, I gotta say. Truth is not a left-wing value, and therefore a left-wing professor can make up anything. So all whites are racist. That's not a racist comment. Mm-hmm. 
If you said all blacks are anything, it would be called racist. All women, all gays, all persons of color. But if you say all whites, that's fine. Well, the rapid descent of the culture is is breathtaking, shall we put it that way. Facilitated by voters who vote to commit suicide, as they did in Georgia. And now there is a 51-49 advantage to the Democrats, so they can choose their own committees. Beforehand, it was 50-50. And now they can dominate committees. They don't need a vice president's vote. Georgia. Wow. Georgia turning blue is as remarkable as Florida turning red. It was somewhat close, but I would love to know who stayed home. If every single adult in Georgia voted, how would the results have been? I don't know. I, I'm I'm truly curious. Weren't we told that all these laws that Republicans try to pass in order to make voting more honest? It's it's called suppress the vote, another lie of the left. So why are why are more people voting than ever with all these laws? Oh well. These are the questions that that try men's souls. Uh, this article on the American Association of Pediatrics is quite something. We continue the saga of the Biden laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop, and now the collusion of the FBI in in basically telling Twitter not to report on it. This was a month before the election. And I remind you, because people forget, we're bombarded every day with so many news items that people forget the harm that people did just a week ago, let alone two years ago. 51 heads of intelligence agencies in the United States signed a statement that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. When I think of this guy, James Baker, this FBI crook, uh, with the, uh, or crooked is more accurate, a crooked man who believes in nothing apparently that America stands for, certainly not free speech. This lawyer for the FBI became top lawyer at Twitter and has now been fired by Elon Musk. So I always ask the large questions. How does this man sleep well at night? And I have an answer. Very few people have a guilty conscience. More precise. Very few people who do great harm have a guilty conscience. So much for the notion God is not necessary for a good life. The conscience is enough.
I'd like to introduce you to Monorail, America's investment app that takes you from where you are to where you want to be. Monorail is an investment and savings app that is made for patriots by patriots. Doesn't matter whether you're an Apple fan or if you prefer Android, Monorail is available in both environments and online at monorail.com. Monorail is safer for users with bank-level encryption and biometrics. Your money is protected with Monorail through Securities Investor Protection Corporation and the FDIC. No matter how you engage with Monorail, you're getting the security and safety that you need. Whether you're adding funds to your investment account, looking to buy a stock, or putting money aside for future purchases. With Monorail, you can put your money where it matters and utilize the economic power that built this country. Don't go somewhere else to trade stocks. Monorail gives you the freedom to purchase whole or fractional shares in companies you believe in. It only takes five minutes to download the app and set up. Join the pro-America money movement. Join Monorail. I met a man who lives in Tennessee. He was heading for... My nostalgia is very deep. Before the left crushed America that's you know we have before Christ and Anno Domini in the dating of years I think before left that's BL BL and AL I don't know the exact year we would do L that's the question but it is a different country it's not lost yet, folks. You got to fight. So here is an example. I think I'm going to take this call where it's an. It's not only anonymous because even if I have your name and city, we don't know who you are. But I don't have a name or a city. So here we go to no name wherever you might be. Hi. Hello, Dennis. Hi. I'm an OR, an operating room nurse, at a top 10 children's hospital here in the United States. Um, If I were to uh, voice my reluctance or concerns about what we're doing at my hospital, I'd either be summarily fired or sent to kind of like a HR reprogram Before you go on, I'd like to just note, you'll find this of interest, and I presume all of my listeners will. So recently, and I won't say the name of the the hospital, I went for a checkup. The doctor is a relatively young man and uh, knows who I am, and the moment I, I went into his room for the checkup, he took his mask off. Of course, everybody has to be masked in hospitals because we know how effective these masks are. And proceeded to tell me what a joy it was to have me in the room because he completely hides his views at this major university-affiliated uh, a hospital. So I I have no doubt that what you are telling me is accurate. So what, for example, would you say if you knew you wouldn't be fired? 
I would at first say I don't want to participate in the procedures, and and that right there would put me in the line of fire. And I, I hate, they even glorify it at my hospital, and without being specific, too specific, they, they, they say it's like these uh, children are breaking out of their chrysalis like a metamorphosis. You're talking about uh, transgender procedures? Yes. Have you been uh, in in a room as an operating room nurse where it's taken place? Not um, incisional procedures, but many, many times with hormone procedures. I see. Wow. Is it mostly uh, girls transitioning, as they say, to boys, or is it 50-50? No, absolutely more females to trans males. Probably 80-20. Wow. Do you ever speak to any of them? No, I, I wouldn't dare. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea... How many people in your hospital, which you say, what is one of the, is it a children's hospital? I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember that. Yes, sir. Okay. Do you have any idea how many of your co-workers feel as you do? Probably, sadly, less than 10%. Wow. I didn't, I didn't think you would say that. I'm in a fairly left city in... Well, every city, no, every major city is left, so it's almost redundant. Uh, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> no, no, I know, no, I, it's not even meant to be cute, it's just a fact. I, I, no, there's no big I city agree. that isn't le- left. So, do you have even an inkling as to who might agree with you uh, on the staff of this hospital? Oh, absolutely. We have our little group and we speak about many things and Past, past different uh, bits of literature or videos. Fasc- all the time. Fascinating. My heart goes out to you to hide yourself like that, which you have to do. Are you a successful loan officer in the mortgage business looking to grow your business in 2023? Are you looking for a dynamic and supportive work environment with a team I trust? Are you looking for a wonderful culture with people who share your values? Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian of andrewandtodd.com are looking for experienced loan officers to join their team. They're looking for people who value their clients and are solution-based problem solvers. Maybe you've worked in an environment that treats loan officers and their clients like a number and you're ready for a real and meaningful change. They have offices in Southern California but service clients nationwide. So whether you're in California or out of state, I invite you to talk to them about joining their team. Call them at 888 1172 That's 888-888-1172. Or click the Join Our Team button at andrewandtodd.com. It's hard to interrupt. It's such great music. Joy to the world. Wow. 
Well, young young Americans, they have uh, they do have Halloween. Thanksgiving and Christmas are half of what they used to be in terms of meaning and they have the emotional kick that they've always had. They do have Halloween and, of course, Indigenous Peoples Day. So, <laughs> what's Thanksgiving and Christmas compared to Halloween and Indigenous Peoples Day? I'd like you to hear a high school teacher. Is she high school? Is this a high school? In Oroville, California. Was it up at TikTok? Yes. So if you are watching my show, you can actually see this fool. Another female teacher ruining children and the civilization in which we live. Their, their, their stupidity is equaled by their arrogance. How does a society produce people who say the following? This is an English teacher who condemns rules of English grammar as white supremacy. I've always said, if these people are to be taken seriously, then they're making the case for white supremacy. If only whites believe in grammatical rules, that's a a staggering insult to non-white people and be a staggering compliment to white people. No rules. Okay, here she is. You can see her if you want at the Salem News Channel, but here you can hear her. Oroville High School, right? Oroville High School, is that the name? Go ahead. As an educator, I am constantly worried if I am part of the problem. What do I mean by that? Well, public education is an institution that upholds lots of problematic systems in our society, like white supremacy and misogyny and colonization, etc. Okay, hold on, hold on. We, We produce moron robots in our colleges, especially among those in education. Well, what was the threesome there? Was it white supremacy and misogyny and colonization? Wow. We do? What they do on the left is they make affirmations that have nothing to do with truth and they never hear a rebuttal. By the way, I respectfully invite this teacher onto my show. Go ahead, please. ...systems in our society, like white supremacy and misogyny and colonization, etc. In my role as an educator, I try to undermine that BS in my classroom as much as I possibly can. I teach Uh high school English, and whoo, the white supremacy runs deep. What do I mean by that? Well, let's look at how we write essays. Start with an introduction that includes a thesis. Always cite your sources. Use transition words like however and therefore. These are all made-up rules. They're arbitrary. They were created by Westerners in power. Okay, hold on, hold on. Did you hear that? This uh, jackass teaches your children. There There are hundreds of thousands of her. The idea that there should be an introduction and then a thesis and that sources be cited 
these are made up by Westerners, by whites, arbitrarily. By the way, I, I was thinking when she said it, so is red is stop and green is go. It was made up by white colonizers of the, uh, uh, of the continent. I'm I'm shaking my head because I always ask myself, at what point does the parent who loves his or her child take the child out of school and homeschool the child or send the child to one of the few high schools or elementary schools that actually teaches? Yes, when you write... You should have an introduction, a thesis. Oh, cite your sources. Wow. Citing sources is white supremacy. It's a white idea to cite sources. What a compliment to whites. So blacks don't think you need to cite sources? Asians don't think you have to cite sources? You can say anything you want without any source? Please continue. This is precious. April Baker Bell calls this the language of respectability or the language of power. Which got me thinking, what if I started my school year with a unit honoring how we talk rather than teaching students how to write properly? So this is the start of my series on teaching linguistics in high school. Yeah, there you go. The abolition of standards, another left-wing destruction of all that is good. As you know, it is much easier to destroy than to construct, than to build. And that's part of the appeal of leftism. You, you get a sense of accomplishment effortlessly. Blowing up a building is much easier than building a building. So she's going to teach, she's an English teacher, and she will teach that any way you talk is appropriate. We goes to the market. That's fine. We go to the market is white talk. Well, the Oregon Education Department beat her to it. They said correct answers in math is white supremacy. If education schools closed, be a better society. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special available to my listeners on the Percale and Giza Dream bed sheets, marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing the soft feel you look for in a towel. This set comes with one bath, one hand towel, and one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. For a limited time, you can get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with the promo code PRAGER. Don't miss out on these extraordinary offers. There's a limited supply 
so be sure to order now. 800-761-6302. Use the promo code Prager or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Prager. Yes, yes, yes. Go on, go on. It's Wednesday. Hence... When was the last time you used the word hence? Uh-huh. Think about it. Hence, it is the male-female hour. I'm Dennis Prager. Second hour every Wednesday is devoted to what I think is the most honest talk about men and women in the media. If it's not, I'm not depressed. I'm not insulted. I'm not hurt. I hope that there is something even more honest, because I want good things to happen, but I don't know of any, so there you go. Very, 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 very different topic today, given how much talk there is about the subject, I've never actually addressed it on the micro level in terms of your lives. And it's the transgender issue. I asked the question at the beginning of hour one, which one of the great observers of the Prager scene commented on in a text to me. In passing, I noted that I had insulted Sean, or he had insulted me, I don't remember, and it was a sign that we really like each other. And that's purely male. Women do not insult one another, no matter how close they are. It doesn't happen. Man, are you ugly tonight, is a joke between guys dressed up for some event, not a joke between women dressed up for some event. It doesn't work. (laughs) So I posed an interesting question that I would like to use as the jumping off point for my very different subject on today's Male Female Hour, the trans issue. So I posed a a question, and I don't know the answer. When a woman says she has become a male, a man, does she start insulting other men? Does he, if you will, does she, he, they start insulting other men? If you really do become a man, you take on male traits. Does this actually happen? For example, men do not find things nearly as much as women find things. Every man I know is less capable of finding something that is missing than, let us say, his wife. Or, does if you become a man, do you notice fewer things? It is a lament of every wife that I know, well, no, that's not true. Most wives that I know. That their husband doesn't notice 
something new about them or something new about the house. Needless to say, that does not apply to me the moment another tree is planted within minutes. I comment on the new tree that was planted. I also then visit Jupiter. (laughs) I hope you understand that the rule applies to me as well. So I'm curious, does a trans person take on the characteristics, not look like, but take on the characteristics of the sex that they say that they have transitioned to. And how does that apply to the male-female hour? So, I am curious, given how ubiquitous it seems to be in our society, has that issue come into your life? I assume the most particular way it would is if a child of yours or grandchild of yours has claimed to be the other sex. I'd like to hear from you if that is the case. I'd like to find out what you have learned with regard to the whole trans issue. I'd like to know if husband and wife reacted similarly to a child's claim to be the uh, the other sex. One eight Prager seven seven six is the number. You will do a service to people if you call in. Has this has this issue come into your life? I know a remarkably wonderful, kind, brilliant man, spectacularly successful in his business field. I can't say more than that because the business that he began is so famous. And a grandchild of his, I don't know if it was male, female, or female to male, is is a trans child. So if, if you have someone in your life for whom this has occurred, I would like to hear from you. And what do you think? Do you think that they, that they take on the characteristics that are associated with the other sex? Is it truly a transition? Uh, I am skeptical. It is very, very difficult to make the biological transition, and of course, chromosomally, it's impossible. But even in terms of secondary characteristics like beard and primary characteristics like genitalia, that's extremely difficult. Looking like the other sex is not the same as being a member of the other sex. If you're, I don't know, 18 years old, you're a male your whole life, and then you say you're a female, do you you even know what that means? These are questions that I ask that I hope I'll get some answers to. If this has happened in your family, 
and specifically on the male-female issue, have, if it's your child, have you and your spouse reacted similarly? If it's your grandchild, have, has your child and his or her spouse, have, have they been in accord on what to do? It's a pretty fair question to ask on a male-female hour, can you really become a male or a female if you're born the other? I don't believe you can. I believe you can look it and be called it, but I don't believe you can become it. We're too different psychologically as well as physiologically. And the psychological is much harder to change. You can't have a psychology surgery like you can have a mastectomy. It just doesn't happen. I have so many questions about this, but I'm going to stick to the ones that I have posed, which were initiated spontaneously last hour when I raised this question. Here's a simple little thing. Guys insult each other if they really like each other. Will a trans man begin to do that? Given that it is not female nature to do that? Do you abandon your nature when you abandon your genitalia? Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Our finest gifts we bring Male, female hour, Dennis Prager show every Wednesday, second hour. Very different subject today, the trans issue. Among the questions I'm posing is, if you've experienced this, and I really would like to hear from you, if one of your children or grandchildren said that he or she was the other sex and how the parents reacted but I have another question, which is one I, I've never heard posed. I'm sure it's been posed. I just haven't heard it. When you abandon your genitalia, do you also abandon your nature? And I, I posed it as a, a question at the beginning of the first hour of the show when I was noting that men who really like each other insult each other so does a woman who becomes a man begin insulting men or get insulted by men and take it as a as a good sign do you abandon your male nature when you abandon your male genitalia do you abandon your female nature when you abandon your female genitalia. It's hard for me to imagine that you do. But I I have no direct experience with a trans individual, or at least one that I know to be trans, and that's why I'm posing the question. 877-243-7776. 
it is obvious that there is male nature and female nature. The only people who deny that are teachers. Well, that's not true, journalists as well, but the primary group to deny reality are the people who teach your children from college to kindergarten. The teaching profession seems to attract people who have difficulty with reality. It is is quite amazing. I want to do. I want to remind you while you call in, one eight Prager seven seven six that uh, we are doing a promotion, if you will. Every year, I make a Christmas appeal for some charity. This year, it's the Angel Tree campaign. A million and a half kids, approximately, have a parent in prison in this country, so they get a gift and or a note from the parent thanks to Angel Tree they try to bring religion into the kids lives it's a very beautiful campaign there's a banner for Angel Tree on my website DennisPrager.com and I I hope you will give $25 takes care of one child obviously you do the multiplication 10 kids $250 it's a beautiful thing. It's at my website, DennisPrager.com. Bloomington, Illinois. Mike, hello. Dennis, I couldn't agree with you further. I mean, I just, I always told my buddies, I said, you can always tell guys who get along with each other really great. They always give each other the business. And when they are around somebody they really don't like, they're polite to him. <laughs> and it, and, and the women right. are just That's the opposite. Right. They only they only wrap somebody that they don't like behind that person's back, but they're they're always polite. Uh huh. So they're and I don't think that nature changes if you're transgendered. One other thing, you know, you say what do men miss? And I and it just occurred to me. You ask most men who attended a wedding reception. You ask them the next day, what did you think of the centerpiece and the flowers? They have no idea. Well, I would go further. They didn't know there was a centerpiece. Exactly. They they just think that the centerpiece is in the way of them talking to somebody on the other side of the table. To the extent that they even notice it. That is correct. Exactly. Uh, yes, I'm exactly. with you. Good call. Good call. <laughs> you know what's funny? If, if you're a woman listening and... Th- these things apply to your husband. Do you think, be honest, do you think it's a flaw in your husband? I think, and my wife, you can't get a better wife, but I do believe she thinks I am flawed by not noticing what she notices. I don't think it. I am certain of it. So it is an interesting question, but, well, it's not a, it is an interesting question, but I have an answer. Are there men who notice everything? And do, are, they, are they therefore less masculine? No, they're not less masculine, and they simply do. My dear friend Adam Carolla notices everything. I mean everything. It's one of the reasons he is such a profound 
comedian because of the, the details that he notices. Next time we do an event somewhere in the country, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to remember to pose that question to him. Does he realize in how small a minority of males he is in noticing that? By the way, talking about seeing your husband as flawed, I'm going to do that as a subject, actually. If you really love and respect your husband, nevertheless, call me up. Not, not today, not today. I'm just saying for a future topic. Call me up and tell me his flaws. The flaws of the man you respect and love. <laughs> Do you know that I, I once said, because I, I love to come out with absurd lines out of nowhere. They just enter my brain and I allow them expression. I once said that wife in Sanskrit means she who finds flaws in her husband. I never repeated it because so many listeners believe that that is exactly what wife means in Sanskrit. <laughs> I got a lot of feedback on that. There would be people that tell me at speeches, you know, that, that thing you said about wife in Sanskrit, and I had no re- re- recollection whatsoever until they reminded me that I had said that. Okay, let's see. Phoenix, Arizona. All right, we'll get to you in a moment. One eight Prager seven seven six. People who transition to the other gender, do they abandon the gen the nature, not just the genitalia, or the name or the pronoun? Do they abandon the nature of their biological sex? If you've had experience in your family, how have you reacted? We continue. Meeting smile after smile, and on every street corner you hear silver bells, silver bells, silver bells. It's Christmas time. City. Hello, all. Dennis Prager here. Hear them ring. Soon it will be Christmas Day. Yeah, yep, yep, indeed. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager. I think I said that. I hate saying it twice. On the other hand, I have to say it at least once. I played for you a woman teacher in Oroville High School, Northern California, who spoke about grammar and syntax and rules of composition. They're all reflections of white supremacy and that she will be teaching her high school class with no rules for spoken or written English. So one of the examples was there should be an introduction and then there should be a a thesis and then you should cite sources. Citing sources, she said, was a form of white supremacy. So a black kid does not have to cite sources. Get it? Amazing. So I now have for you another female teacher. 
They dominate academia increasingly, and it is part of the reason for its deterioration. I know it sounds misogynist, but only to an idiot. Am I claiming all women are awful teachers? Of course not. But if 95% of the librarians, for example, or 85% of the kindergarten teachers are female, and the libraries are increasingly featuring uh, trans uh, story hours, then, uh, what is it, uh, what's the term for the uh, story hour? Not trans. Um, when the, yeah, drag queen, that's right, drag queen. A lot of terms that you have to master here then it is not foolish, let alone misogynistic. The CEO of PragerU is a female. I mean, the, what the left does is they throw names out instead of arguing. They've been doing this since Stalin called Trotsky a fascist. You oppose me, you're a fascist. I don't have to deal with your arguments that I'm creating a totalitarian state. I just will call you a fascist. So that was that woman. Now here's another woman. This is a a long excerpt. What you must understand is that it is intellectually bankrupt, aside from obviously morally bankrupt, this is a, a professor of, what is it, gender studies and Africana studies, is that correct? At Rutgers University. It's very hard, it's been hard for me to abandon my respect for the term professor. But there are so many fools who have that title. And fool is very bad. Fool means you de- you're devoid of wisdom, not of intelligence. Well, very few people are devoid of intelligence. The tragedy for the human race is that people are devoid of wisdom. So this woman, again, I remind you, is a professor at Rutgers University in New Jersey. And she is proud of the fact that she has made the following video about white people. And I'll interrupt it to basically ask you, what did she just say? Or if it is clear what she said, to comment on it. All right, take it away. Oh, yes, what is her name again? Brittany Cooper a black woman who is a professor or associate professor at Rutgers of Africana Studies and Gender Studies. Take I think over. that white people are committed to being villains in the aggregate, right? Okay, the hold on. Sort there of we go. Here, wait, I- wait, wait. I'm sorry. Why, why is that permissible? But if you would ever say, I think in the aggregate black people, that's, that's not permissible. White people in the aggregate are committed to being villains. Huh. So Jefferson and Madison and Washington 
and Hamilton and Adams, they were committed to being villains? Well, the hundreds of thousands of northern soldiers dying in a war to abolish slavery and keep the Union together, they were villains too. Why why does this not already just negate this woman as a serious thinker or as a moral thinker? Because she's black and she's female, so she can say anything she wants in the in academia and as far as the media are concerned. Continue, please. You know, I've heard people sort of say it is one, I think that white people viscerally fear. It's not that white people don't know, right, what they have done. They know. They fear that there is no... What does it mean? White people know what they have done. The, you see, you get away with this stuff at the university. That's why the teachers don't want to be recorded, generally. This woman uh, obviously is happy to be recorded. Generally, they hate being recorded, and I don't blame them because of the, the nonsense that they utter. White people know what they have done. So I assume she's referring to white people enslaving blacks and white people in, in wars with the indigenous people, the Indians of North America. So do, does she know other things that white people have done? Does she take medicines that white people have developed in, inordinately, one, one might ask? Does she benefit from the staggering affluence that white people created uh, in the Western world, and especially in the United States? White people know what they have done. Did, did black people not keep slaves? Did indigenous people not keep slaves? What does it even mean? This is this is the type of stuff your child is being taught in college. What a line. White people know what they have done. Okay, we continue. Other way to be human, but the way in which they are human, which is to... So, you know, like you talk to white people, and whenever you, you really want to have a reckoning about it, they say stuff like, you know... It's just human nature. If y'all had all of this power, you would have done the same right, thing, okay. right? Okay, so this is, by the way, she just goes from point to point. Nothing is developed. But I'll, I'll take it, obviously, point for point. If, in fact, that is what white people she's talked to have said, they're entirely right. What people with power have not abused it? Non-white people? And tell me whom? Who has great power, who has had great power in history, and it has not been morally corrupting? Chinese, Japanese, blacks in Africa, Arabs, whom? Who? <laughs> it's not slavery that distinguished white people. It's ending slavery that has distinguished white people, at least those in Britain and America 
and gradually, of course, the rest of Europe We'll continue with this in a moment. It's important that you know what your children are hearing at school. Back in a moment. Are you listening in the land? Snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. He's the best. We are happy tonight. Louis. Walking in the, the winter wonderland. I'm playing for you a professor at Rutgers University to give you an idea of the moral and intellectual deterioration of our universities. This is an exhibit. She put out this video, beginning with, in the aggregate, whites want to be villains. And she goes from argument to argument, assertion to assertion, with no examples and no connection between the points. The latest one being, they claim that if others had power, they would act the same. Okay, whoever the they is, it happens to be true. Power corrupts, and power corrupts absolutely. Absolute power corrupts absolutely, said Lord Acton. True for every race, color, and creed. Let's continue. And it's like, no, that's what white humans did. White human beings thought there's a world here and we own it. Prior to them, black and brown people have been sailing across oceans, interacting with each other for centuries without total sub... I have no idea what she's referring to. Maybe it's true, but I have no idea. Black and brown people... Prior to whites coming, so prior to 1492, black and brown people have been crossing oceans, interacting with one another? Really? May, uh, 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 if that's true, the hole in my historical knowledge is, is really uh, embarrassing. Continue, please. Subjugation, domination, and colonialism. We have seen... Uh, what a what a show! This iteration of treatment of, of other human beings means, and that my hope is that we would do it differently. You know, in the moments when we have some power, we will not do it perfectly. But I do think that all of us can sort of agree that a so politics I, that I says like there just, are superior and- right, just out of curiosity. How do black Democrats govern differently from white Democrats? Since blacks, she would hope, would do it differently. So we have actually a test case, the United States of America. The four largest cities in the United States now have black mayors. How are they governing differently than white mayors of the same party? Are they doing a better job? Is there greater peace on earth? What is it? New York, Houston, Chicago, L.A. Are things improving because the mayors are black? It's a rhetorical question. We continue. 
inferior human beings just isn't the way to go. And that's the thing that white people don't trust us to do because they are so corrupt. You know, their thinking is so morally and spiritually bankrupt right, about power. There, there you go. That they, so that we're, we're, white people are so corrupt and morally and spiritually bankrupt. <laughs> but, but whites are racist and not she. What have I said a hundred times if, if I've said it once? The lack of self-awareness of people on the left is, well, I can't think of a better term than breathtaking. I'm crapping on a whole race of people based on their color, but they're the racists, not I. This is what goes for education at college. Obviously, if this person were not employed by another crappy institution, in this case, Rutgers University, I wouldn't be playing this. But when I tell you that when you send your child to college, you're playing Russian roulette with his or her values, I like to back it up with examples. Will anybody at Rutgers condemn this racist idiocy? No. Continue. Can't let, you know, they fear viscerally, existentially letting go of power because they cannot imagine that there's another way to be. It is either that you dominate or you are dominated. And isn't it sad that 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 is spiritually who they are and that they can't imagine a sort of more expansive notion of the world? Wow, the thing hold I on, wanna... hold on. Sean, you're white. Can you imagine a more expansive notion of the world? Okay, fair enough. He agrees with everything she's saying. That was the report that I got in my earphones. A more ex- the the, the <laughs> a more expansive notion. So tell me when blacks have been in power as they are now in the United States. We had a black president. What was the more expansive notion? What? What was the improvement in the quality of life of blacks or whites as a result? Does Clarence Thomas have power? As a Supreme Court justice, he does. So I think he's one of the greatest living Americans, one of the finest minds, one of the finest souls and characters of anyone I have ever known, and I know him pretty well. But, of course, she would dismiss him as an Uncle Tom, as a traitor to the race. So this you, you can't be both. You can't be you can't have characteristics of a race and have a member of the race be a race traitor. Because you are then implying that it is possible to think other than what your race dictates you think. So if he's a race traitor, that means he's chosen to think differently than she and and probably most blacks. But that would prove that race doesn't determine how you think or govern. So the entire rant is meaningless. Since all of her white colleagues agree with her at Rutgers another pathetic institution, Prager University, runs intellectual and moral circles around Rutgers University. If your child watched all 500 videos of Prager U, 
your child would be wiser and smarter than if your child got a BA in the liberal arts at Rutgers or virtually any other university. Just for the record, the, the left hates that we use the term university. It is well more earned at PragerU than at Rutgers U. Crowded streets, busy feet, hustle by. Downtown shoppers, Christmas is nigh. And there he sits, all alone on the sidewalk. A very, not very, very, a truly, that's the word I wanted, unique voice, Willie Nelson. So I played for you the first hour, an English teacher at Oroville High School in California, saying that rules of grammar and composition are white supremacist. I've come to the conclusion that for most parents, there is no level of degraded rhetoric by teachers that would prompt them to take their kids out of the school. Your boy is a girl, your girl is a boy, America is a racist cesspool, whites in the aggregate want to be villains, teaching correct grammar is a form of white supremacy. We have reached the point, and this is really one of the saddest things I've ever said, where parents' desire for comfort, and it is discomforting in the beginning, not over time, to take your child out of school is greater than their desire to enable their child to have decent people teach their child. I could play for you truly despicable things that so-called teachers say to your children every day in almost every school and parents will still send their children to the school. Inertia is more powerful perhaps than any other force. But on the assumption that at least one of you will take your child out of school, will reconsider sending your child to almost any college in the country, I play this as a service. This is a professor named Brittany Cooper, Africana and Gender Studies at Rutgers University. Begins with, in the aggregate, all whites, all, want to be villains. We continue. Say to you is we gotta take these motherfuckers out, but I know, but like we can't say that, right? We can't say. Okay, like, hold I don't on. So, so that's really something. This is truly a degraded human being. There's no shame in her. I guess speaking on a higher level is a form of white supremacy. We have to take these mother effers out. This is a professor at Rutgers. Will anything be done to her? If a white professor said this about anybody, uh, any other race, 
would that person have another day at school? Remember, in order to be a college president, you must be a coward. It is, a, it is one of the qualities that is insisted upon, upon taking a leadership position as a dean or administrator or president of a college. Continue, please. In a project of violence. I truly don't, because I think in the end that our souls suffer from that. And I do think that some of this is a spiritual condition. So here is where I land most days about white people. Um, and I actually have been helped in this by thinking about indigenous people, right? See, part of the challenge of, around whiteness is that it totally skews our view of everything, right? I gave this like TED talk about this some years back. And one of the reasons one I'm minute, one minute. about it is like... She gave a TED talk? TED talk has, has so declined? She gave a TED talk? Oh, I must look that up. TED Talk never invited me to give a TED Talk. Just for the record, I think I, I'm on a higher intellectual and moral level than this woman. I think I speak better than she does. I think I have a more uplifting message than she does. I think I have earned it. I, I, it is, it's meaningless to me. I've never applied. It doesn't matter. I have a much larger audience through PragerU and through my radio show and my writings, but it is interesting that she was invited to give a TED Talk, declares a whole race mother efforts. I gotta look that up. Brittany Cooper, that's the name. Is, is the name of her talk, Why Whites Are Mother Effers? It's really? That's the name of it? Oh. See, the, you could say anything. He said it's cold. We've got to take them out. Cute. And I'm going to bring some candy and flowers and everything. Portions of the Dennis Prager Show are brought to you by Sierra Pacific Mortgage. Shake hands with Santa Claus. I love sure you, enough. I love you, and I'd walk a mile. This extremely foolish woman, this black racist, oh yes, I was taught at college that black can't be a racist. It's par for the course for college to be taught that. So anyway, she has a, she does have a talk up at TED Talk, The Racial Politics of Time, 1,057,000 views. I don't think there's a PragerU video of the 500 that didn't get more than that. Cultural theorist, this is how TED Talk summarizes this foolish human being and this despicable message. Cultural theorist, wow, she is labeled by TED Talk a cultural theorist. Wow. What does that mean? Well, the initials are CT, and a lot of places now offer CT scans. Maybe it's related. It's really a cultural theorist scan. That's right. Cultural theorist. 
Brittany Cooper examines racism through the lens of time, showing us how historically it has been stolen from people of color, resulting in lost memories of lost moments, I'm sorry, of joy and connection, lost years of healthy quality of life, and the delay of progress. A candid, thought-provoking take on his history and race that may make you reconsider your understanding of time and your place in it. Hmm. This talk was presented at an official TED conference. TED's editors chose to feature it for you. About the speaker, Brittany Cooper, with scholarship and incisive commentary. You heard it. That exposes the marginalized narratives. Uh, two key words, narrative and marginalized. Hidden within mainstream history, Brittany Cooper writes at the vanguard of cultural criticism. All right, let's continue this deep talk. Rutgers University professor. The, the world didn't start when white people arrived in America and tried to tell all the rest of us how things were going to go. There were people out here making worlds, Africans and indigenous people being brilliant and, you know, libraries and inventions. Okay, and, so I'm curious, know, were there libraries and inventions in North America? You know how much she has said that I never knew? Wow, like all of the trans-oceanic voyages of blacks and, and browns to one another between Africa and the New World. Never knew that, and never knew about the indigenous people's libraries and inventions. How do you have a library without an alphabet? Ha, ha, ha! Answer that, Sean, you bigot. You red-headed white supremacist. Answer that one. It is an interesting question. How could there be libraries if you don't have an alphabet? American indigenous Indians did not have alphabets. But they had libraries. Please understand, this is what your kids hear at college. Truth is not a left-wing value, among other conclusions to be drawn from this foolish, mendacious rant. Continue. Vibrant notions of humanity and cross-cultural exchange long before white people showed up being raggedy and violent and terrible and trying to take everything from everybody. And that's really important because if we believe that history starts for us when white people drag us to these shores, then we can never get outside of the notion that this is going to be our existential struggle. All things that begin end. White folks are not infinite. Okay, so... If we, I assume we blacks, believe that our history starts when white people brought us here, we cannot get out of our existential struggle. What is the existential struggle of a modern black American? I, I, I promise you I ask that openly. I don't know what she's talking about. 
please continue and eternal right they ain't gonna go on for infinity and infinity and that's super important to remember that white colonialism and imperialism has a beginning and in my way of thinking about the world that means it has an end and so part of what we are trying to do is to imagine what it what are the steps that we must take to get to the other side of this very inconvenient you know, epochal interruption of like black and indigenous world making. I mean, does that give people comfort on a day to day when you like just having to deal with white folks and the tra you know, the travesties that they create and the sense that they want to destroy the planet? Nah, there is a world beyond even our sojourn on the earth. And so whiteness is going to have an end date because it, it is not despite what white people think of themselves, they do not defy the laws of eternity, right? Their projects are not so sophisticated that the natural laws of physics change for them. And when we sort of humble them in the, in humble our own understandings of whiteness, it seems like the biggest giant that we face. But in the end, right, it is what I like to say is, you know, black folks were out here for centuries and centuries and millennia doing all kinds of wonderful things and probably some fucked up things too. But whiteness is largely an, you know, an inconvenient interruption. And so we then get to ask ourselves, so why am I here in this moment of hit? Like, damn, you know, why did I show up in this particular iteration? And it's like, well, I think we showed up in this iteration precisely so that we could um, help to figure out an end and a way to the other side of this, you know. Okay, uh, so you're, you were created... A black at this time to end white. It is cool out there. This evening has been. Been hoping that you drop in. Anyone who wants to protect America should also want to protect Israel. Ambassador Robert O'Brien, former National Security Advisor in the Trump administration, explains exactly why. See the new video at PragerU.com where we teach what should be taught. I can't believe it's the final segment already. I want to thank Professor Brittany Cooper for supplying me with an endlessly fascinating hour here. This is what your kids hear constantly at college, high school, and elementary school. It's pure hate and completely dishonest. She just throws out claims. All the libraries that were here before whites came. I think I posed what we would call a dispositive question. How do you have a library if you have no alphabet? Even Sean could not come up with an answer. Continue, please gargantuan historical tragedy that is is white supremacy oh i i am virtually finished at the lab perfect yep that's what they learn the human individual is is meaningless it is race that is all defining. And liberals vote for these people and send 
hundreds of millions of dollars in donations to colleges. If there is a more naive group than liberals, American liberals, I in history, I'd like to know what group it is. The left does evil, and the, the liberal makes it possible for the left to do evil. The whole liberal project is based on every individual is an individual and is to be regarded as this precious one creature that your whiteness or blackness or whiteness and blackness is irrelevant to whom you are or no to who you are actually whom can't be a subject oh but that's white supremacist because it's a grammatical rule that's right that's what I played the first hour from another gift to your children my friends please go to my website and contribute to the angel tree campaign please do it now so some kid can interact with a parent in prison see you tomorrow Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.